Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to Tater Talk. Recorded here in the far too hot for the fall, South Florida at Tate's Comics. This is Tater Talk, bringing you the crispiest of business. Sizzle, 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 sizzle. It's my delicious dish voice. Yeah. <laughs> and I am the rich socialite whose husband died on my wedding night, and now I'm in the army somehow, but it's okay, because I'm become the best private. Anthony. <laughs> I am the uh, private parts of this, Brian. I'm in the army now. I'm playing Reveille, Joe. <laughs> oh, God dang it. I, I, I have no idea what is happening, but my name is Jen. I, I have, Watching what? your head dart around during all that was the best. We did go to yeah. a few different places. We did. I, I, I didn't get any of them. Want to go down the line, Joe? Boogie Woogie Bugle Boy of Company B. Never heard of it. Mine's just private parts. <laughs> it's from literally many a movie. Okay. Also the movie. Private yeah, also parts, the movie. Howard Stern. Yes. Okay. <laughs> Mine was Private Benjamin. Okay. Goldie Hawn movie. Nope. It's a messed up movie. It sounds kind of messed up. It actually, it isn't, but it is. The beginning is messed up because like she like is this rich chick who marries a dude. Mm-hmm. And he dies, and then like a shitty recruiter for the military is like, "Oh, in your grief, you should sign this piece of paper." And then she's like, "Whoa, holy shit, I'm in the army." It's kind of <laughs> great. She dies a person blue. It's great. Yeah, nice. Could have I also love... you could have also went Demi Moore, in her yeah, uh, in her movie. I hate GI Jane. Yeah, I, I get it. I hate GI Jane. Don't get me wrong. Her GI Jane body served her well in striptease. Yes, it did. I just don't like Gia Jane. I still haven't seen that movie, and oh I need my to. God. I know you. Every time Striptease comes up, I have not seen it. It is movie. good. Shut up, Jen. But I saw it. <laughs> but you didn't like it, so shut up, Jen. Well, really, nobody right. should like that. It was movie. all right. I love like that I movie. hated it. I just I didn't love it as much as you did. I love that movie. It's so stupid. Burt Reynolds at one point has a whole has covers his whole body in Vaseline and then puts on cowboy boots and a leather vest. Oh, God. I, don't know, I don't know about this. I'm not sure. This is the first time I've heard that part of striptease. <laughs> well, he plays like a gross congressman who hires yeah. Demi Moore's character to be a prostitute, but she's not doing that. So striptease is not about her strip. She's thing? a stripper. No, she's a stripper, but no, not she's a prostitute. She's a stripper. She's not a prostitute. Okay, okay. Yes. I the, whole, the whole film is actually about like, she's a stripper, but she's trying to also get custody of her kid. Uh, like stripper with a heart of gold. Yeah. But in a bit okay. of truth, uh, the Florida justice system always favors the father, and also her her ex husband that is like an informant for the police. So the judge just keeps giving him custody of the kid, even though like he's terrible. And he uses her to steal drugs from a hospital. Yeah. Oh. So oh, it's yeah. her about her and like her trying to like live a good life, but like anyway, it's a whole thing. But then she ends up getting dirt on somebody, and the congressman is like, no, because the congressman like knocks this dude the fuck out of a strip club one night and that guy shows up dead the next day. It's like a whole thing. Oh, damn. And Barbara Bush is involved, Ving Rhames, Big Snake that's dead. It's all a whole thing. Oh, yeah. (laughs) It's a weird movie. It is a good movie. It's it's a little weird. I will say the the cover to that movie is phenomenal. Yes. The the way it is because it's it's basically like um, uh, like Scarface but it's but it's Demi Moore. Demi Moore, yeah. It's, It's pretty cool. It's funny because, like, the whole movie, like, you know, she's a stripper. So you're like, and I will say Demi Moore's, as a dance scene, her strip numbers are great. Cool. As a stripper, nobody's watching this. Because she's doing, like, these artistic slow jam songs. And she's like, but, like, it's funny because, like, the movie, you're like, oh, we're going to see her tits. Like, we're going to see her boobs in the strip sequences. You do see them, just not in the strip sequences. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Like, when you see them, she's at home just chilling, drying her hair. It's like, okay, I guess. Cool, cool, cool. Yeah, tight, tight, tight. But I remember as a kid when I saw that movie, because, you know, the kids we were in the 90s, that was the first movie I ever saw where I knew all the locations because it takes place in Florida. And they did film it in Florida. Um, Oh, that's cool. They filmed it, the the booby trap. Oh, no way, really? the Eager Beaver there. Uh, But they filmed it and they go to like Hialeah and they go to all, I'm like, oh yeah, I know all those places. And they did because that looks just like it. And that looks like crap too. (laughs) (laughs) So it was, like, pretty cool. I I don't know why as a kid I was like, I know these places in this movie. Well, uh, let's get on to our comics. You know. You know. Let's let's, Let's strip the covers back. Yeah. And and tease these comics. Yeah. (laughs) T-tease them? Yeah, sure. Why not? All right. (laughs) Anthony? 
Yeah, it was a little too quick at the end there. This is not the comic to do that with, Anthony. It was a good try. I know. Jimmy, we, we're not, Jimmy gave me a good piece of advice, and I forgot. You know, that, He's like, get a manga, which is a great idea. Well, yeah, of course. Mm. <laughs> you were heard. Just not retained. <laughs> just not retained until just now, afterwards, when we're already started. It's too late. <laughs> so, Anthony, how would you start us off? What did you read this week? I read a lot of books, but what I want to talk about is I reread, for the first time probably in over a decade, um, the uh, AF-15, because the facsimile came out this week. Yeah. And I was like, man, I haven't actually flipped through any of the like AF-15 stuff, like... Oh, in like probably 10, 15 years. Mm-hmm. Man, I forgot how fun that. Like, I, I miss comics that told a whole origin story in that many pages. Because mm-hmm. for those of you guys who don't know, AF15 wasn't just Spider Man story. It's Spider Man, um, people from Mars or Martian people, um, the mummy's coffin, like a bunch of stories in there. I'm like, man, I still to this day bitch like when a comic book will take six issues just to form the team. Yeah, like, yeah. In, in case you guys don't know, AF15 is Amazing Fantasy 15. Yeah, it is Spider Man's first appearance. Yep. And, like, in his short part of it, his entire origin is told from high school kid, bitten, dead uncle. Like, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You have a full story. It's great. Yeah. I miss it. Yeah, especially in those old ones, because like you said, it's not just his story; it's multiple stories. So you have to actually get to like the heart of the you know the heart of it, because you're just telling a story. You're not like you don't have another issue to tell the story. Well, especially like in the days of like amazing fantasies and you know um, all the journey journey to mysteries. Those weren't tales to astonish. They they never knew if those were going to go on. For all they knew, that was the first and last appearance of that character. You had to get that full character. Detective Comics. Detective Comics. (laughs) Uh, like you didn't, there was no guarantee that comic book was going to go on. So you had to, you know, push out that whole story. Mm-hmm. I just forgot how fun Amazing Fantasy 15, specifically the Spider-Man parts were, but I also forgot how fun the other stories were. Cause again, I haven't flipped through an AF 15 in at least 15 years. Mm-hmm. I have the, my, I have the Marvel masterworks. I have the masterworks. And I think the last yeah. time I probably flipped through that was 10 years ago. Uh, yeah. That's it. I have the masterworks and I, and even then, when I flipped through it, I probably flipped through it. I don't think I actually sat down and, like... Watched it, watched it. I read, read it, it, read it. Oh, read I was, it, yeah. That, no, <laughs> ten years ago, I read it, read it. I, I really love the old Marvel Masterworks. I love Silver Age comics in general. Yeah, so I well, same, exactly. And having the, like, for me, like, having the FF ones, like, mm-hmm. it's the only way I'll ever be able to afford an exactly. FF number one. Because yeah. <laughs> well, I read the other stuff, because I read the Silver Edition they put out when I was, like, ten. And oh, the I read milestones? them before, but the Milestone stuff. But then, like, I think maybe 15, 10, 15 years ago, I got the Masterworks. I remember flipping through it, and I was like, I will read you. At the time, I'm like, I will read you because I haven't read you in so long, and I just mm-hmm. never did. So it felt good. I was like, and like, the mummy's coffin was great because like the dude, like it's a guy who's like running from the police. He's like, I got to escape, and this mummy's like, I'll hide you in here, and I promise you, I won't open it until it's safe. Police come in, mummy just plays mummy. The police go away, and he goes, and I promised you, I wouldn't open it until it's safe. And now safe opens it, and the dude's gone because he was teleported back to Egypt to build the pyramids. And I'm like. This was, as an adult, I'm like, this is fun. As a kid, I was like, this is cool. Yeah. Like, I was like, do this. Do, make this. Can you make this? So, yeah. That's what I read this week. I still miss. I love the old way of telling comics from both Marvel and DC. Agreed. Like, Teen Titans number one. The Teen Titans are fully formed as the Teen Titans almost right away. Yeah. Like. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. <clears throat> All right. Well, uh. Good read then this week. Great read. AF fifteen. Amazing. Amazing fantasy number fifteen. Facsimile edition. Those are what? What? Only one dollar? No, the facsimiles are three ninety nine. Sorry, the facsimiles are three because they're the true believers are one dollar, but they're printed on not great stock, and they have modern ads and that kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they're the true believers, which I don't think people realize they are edited. So you're not actually getting the full issue. You're getting the highlights of like two or three issues in one True Believer. Gotcha. Even like the True Believer for like um, Amazing Spider-Man 300, it is not the full 300. They cut pages out to make it, you know, a dollar. Yeah. But the facsimiles, which Marvel's been doing for about two years now and DC's finally jumped on doing, Mm -hmm. they have the old ads. The Atlas Man ads. The Atlas Man. The AF-15 has the, you too can be a (laughs) He-Man. I think... uh, one of the Batmans, the Ra's al Ghul Batman, the mm-hmm. facsimile, uh, it has like um, the the fake mail away stuff, so you can get the Batman kazoo wizard. <laughs> and I'm like, I love the I love the facsimiles. It's the closest you're going to be able to come to reading those books. That if you do own it, you're not opening that book. You shouldn't. No, <laughs> <laughs> the real one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So right. well, cool, cool, cool. Uh, and now, Jen, what did you read this week? I read Cobra Kai Johnny Story. Cobra Kai. Cobra Kai. 
Um, not for me. Solid story. Um, <laughs> is this uh, does this take place back during the original is, Karate Kid? Or it is a lot of flashback. Okay, it is a lot of flashback to you know when he was winning tournaments and when he had a girlfriend, and then into when he became an alcoholic and he lost his girlfriend, and when he got um, illegally it, kicked to the face. <laughs> let's just take, <laughs> hold on. Let's just pause. He's not the bad guy in Karate Kid. I mean, he Daniel is. Daniel-san, no. Yeah, he is. He he's is the because nemesis. he's made the bad guy in, in that. Daniel-san's the dickhead. I mean, he did an illegal kick to the face. That's literally one of the rules no, 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 that they I'm tell you. No, 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 I'm saying Daniel-san's yeah, the yeah, bad yeah. guy, even he though he's the main but, character. But, he, yeah. then, but then he, you know, he, he, he allows to, get, he, to win the tournament, even <laughs> though it literally says no kicks to the face. <laughs> Daniel-san yeah. is the bad guy. So anyway, sorry, sorry. So, Jay. I mean, no, 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 sorry. So it's interspliced <laughs> with a little bit about him talking to, like, his new... It's basically him telling a story to the people in his dojo. Oh, okay. Um, and, like, about where he came from and how he, you know, where he started. Um, it's it's a fairly straightforward backstory for him. Looking less at... I don't. They don't talk about Daniel at all. Okay. Good. Um, so it's more about him. Um, I think if you enjoy the show, it'll be a good supplement to that. Yeah. Uh, and I don't watch the show, so <laughs> it was. <laughs> it was. It, it wasn't bad. It just it really wasn't for me. It's for people who enjoy the YouTube but, or really really love the original movies mm-hmm. or um, and are keeping up with it. Then yeah, for sure, pick it up, give it a read. Um, it's kind of cool seeing okay. his downslide. It was. A, Pretty fast downslide, though. I mean, in one issue, he goes from, I won a tournament with zero points against me to I got drunk and I forgot my girlfriend's birthday and then I threw up on her shoes and now she won't talk to me. <laughs> okay. I mean, no, for some people, that's the same day. Yeah. yeah. I mean. That's true. No, that's true. So, you know, and, I pro- and there were a couple of time skips throughout his story. So it probably was over the course of time. But, um, yeah, no, I'm sure it was. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it, it was okay. It okay. was it's, okay. If that's your thing, you'll enjoy it. I'm mm-hmm. sure. Cool. Very nice. Very nice. Very nice. All right. So that was Cobra Kai. Johnny's, Johnny's story. story. Number one, or is that a one shot? That's a number one. Uh, yeah. It felt it's like it has one of six. I want to yeah, say. It okay. felt like a mini series. Okay. All right. Cool. 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 All right, well, uh, I will go next. I I read The Batman's Grave, number one. Uh, it's written by uh, Ellis, and uh, it's got some. The, the thing I take away from this book more than anything is, so the art is not bad. I do like the art. The art is, is, uh, is very much kind of like the older Batmans where it's kind of gritty. Uh, it's got some, you know, a lot of interesting stuff going on, uh, lots of darks. Uh, however, I do not enjoy all of the different perspectives that are going on here. It's like somebody's like, oh, I'm going to take an artistic photo, and they rotate it like 45 degrees before taking the picture. That's what it okay. looks like. I don't know why I'm being attacked. <laughs> it's, not, it's not you. I'm not talking about you. But like every <laughs> single thing has a, has a weird perspective, and it's like panel to panel is a different perspective. Uh, it's just real weird. Uh, in in that in that regards, um, but the story's solid. Like I do, I did enjoy it. Like look at this panel into this panel, it's real weird. Uh. It's real weird. Uh, but the story itself, like I said, it's it's really good. Uh, it's got uh, the letters were done by Richard Starkings, which if you don't know who he is, oh, that's he cool. Is, you know, oh, he's amazing. One of the modern you know godfathers of of awesome lettering. Uh, so yeah, he did the letters for this and. The, you know, they look great. He still hand letters. Oh yeah, uh, so he's amazing. I I feel like you can always tell a book that's been hand lettered versus digitally. Like like, uh-huh. you just can. Yeah. So, but the the reading the the actual read itself is not bad. It's actually, if you like Batman being a detective, that's what this is about. Oh, nice. It's him actually detecting. Sure, isn't detective and, right now? No, he's not. Uh, this actually is just a, a detective book through and through. And um, it's a number one. Uh, it ends not really on a cliffhanger, but like it's like, oh, what's going to happen next? Why did yeah. this? Why did he do this? Why did this go on? So yeah, fun book though. It, it's it starts off with Al, uh, Alfred just talking about how with uh, he tends to the Waynes. Uh, what is it? Their tombstones mm-hmm. about once a week. And so when the Waynes were 
when their tombstones were done, they also made Bruce's at the same time. Mm. So Bruce's tombstone is there as well. Just waiting. Just waiting. And Alfred in his inner monologue is even saying, well, I know before I'm I'm done with this, uh, this grave will be filled. Wow, that's gravely interesting. Yeah. Mm. And they definitely mentioned grave at least two other times in this. <laughs> so, <laughs> it, there's a whole lot of... They, they said they, it. They said it. Yeah. <laughs> there's a whole lot of that. Uh, but no, it's a good book, though. I, I enjoyed it. If you like the detecting of Batman, this is your book. Okay. So, yeah, that's my book. And then, Joe, round us out. I was handed the glorious issue of Flash number 80 by Jen this week. Uh, I read Doctor Doom, by the way, number one, just a side antidote. It's pretty great. Best uh, comment on it is Brexit stage left. So if you want to read how why Dr. Doom says that, you should read Dr. Doom number one. It's pretty freaking great. <laughs> uh, but that's not what we're here to talk about. No, we're here not to talk at about all. Flash number 80 and how I didn't understand almost any of it. Like, <laughs> like straight up, yo. I, I, was re- I, I was very confused. and I'm, That's a lot of words. I just saw you flip through it. Oh, that's yeah, a lot that of words a, in that Dude, book. that's every goddamn Flash book so, right now. So, <laughs> okay. I don't know how to explain what's happening in this, but there's somebody that Wally is. It is still Wally, right? Is this Flash Wally or is this one Barry? That's Barry. Oh, fuck. Okay. Wally's like... Dead dead or not dead? No, he's in like fucking prison. It's a whole thing with Wally. Okay, there's a lot of Flashes in this one. He's in like prison. Okay. Well, we're just going to say it's Flash because I don't know which one it is at this point. It's Barry. Okay. Barry. He's he's trying to stop Death Flash, which is like a Venom Flash looking thing. (laughs) Um, I mean, yeah. He's trying to stop Death Flash from coming out of the Speed Force and destroying the Speed Force, creating the... Force force? Some other words. Some other words that mean bad force. <laughs> that is not speed force. Um, Hunter, who is Zoom, I assume, correct? Mm. Excellent. Uh, Hunter has been trying to actually get the Death Flash to come out so he could absorb somebody else's power so that he could take on the Death Flash and destroy the Death Flash, thus saving the speed force for himself so he can have all the powers. Um, yeah, I there's a, there's a lot of Venom Flash in there. Death Venom Flash and fighting and not really fighting, just running away. I uh, I don't particularly enjoy the Flash stories much. Not my jam. Uh, I found I find that if it's not very straightforward, I don't quite get it. And here we are, eighty issues in, and it's not very straightforward as to what's happening. But I'm pretty sure there's some epic payoff at the end of this book. Spoilers abound, obviously. Uh, it looks like Barry gets is getting murked by Death Flash. Like, he jumps in the way so that Zoom doesn't die from Death Flash? Yeah, welcome to every goddamn arc. Okay. This. Every arc, it's like, epic okay. payoff, not really. I'm... It's just, it really... Just not as impressed with this as I thought I would, because I, I, just, I don't necessarily dislike the Flash. I just like him on a team. He's like Impulse to me. I love Impulse on a team. I don't quite get what's going on in this book, and I don't even know if it's worthwhile. I have no idea. I will not read the next one, though, because I don't care if he's dead or not. So that should say something, I guess, right? <laughs> I'm sorry. If you like The Flash, please come in and tell me why this book is important. Anthony probably will after this podcast, and I still probably won't understand. I don't ever retain Flash information. <laughs> yeah, it's too enough. fast for me. This, like, this run on Flash, I will say, has been like a... Uh, one of the more difficult runs of Flash to like really stay up with. Really, like, it's just there was a lot of flashbacks too. Like no, no pun intended. Every issue, for real, like every a issue, lot of them. Every issue, they're throwing a ton of ja- since issue one of this, since it rebirth. They they're throwing a shit ton out there and just seeing what sticks. So every arc versus some of them flow, but most of them don't flow. Now it's just like and now this and now this. Let's it, try this. Like try was. this, and it's like I. It's been hard to like not keep up with like for me i keep up with it but i've also been reading it it's just hard to enjoy i don't keeping up with it i also don't don't like barry i've never liked barry i am not a barry stan i'm more of yeah yeah and now that like they've really shit all over wally i'm like extra unhappy oof it's uh it's pretty weird because i i I flipped through it as well and um it's really weird because like it's not it's you know i also haven't been reading the flash and so it's not just the speed force. You have the there's new force users. Oh, yeah, there's a there's so a yeah, have, there's, there's a like a strength force. There's, there's a strength force. There's a sage force. Yeah, uh, and then there's a still force. Yeah. See, I just want to say when I read sage force, I was like, ooh, is he like sage from the Halo? Like I'd be all Wisdom. about that life. 
And then I'd be cool with that, but it's not Burning Warriors at all. So then by the one dude, you know, getting all of them, uh, he he becomes the Forever Force. There we go. That's the other F word. Yeah. And uh, yeah, he's yeah. It's it's really weird. I, I'm sorry. I just I haven't flipped through a flashbook in forever, and seeing all that, I was like, what what what's going on? I, I <laughs> final words that I have of this. Thank you, Jen. This <laughs> arc, and for those of you who read it, will get it, because with like the strength force, the steel force, all that, this arc reminds you. It feel like, it feels like they're trying to do with the Flash right now, what unfortunately they tried to do with Peter, a long time ago with the stupid ass spider totems, where they're trying to like mythologize even more what it is. And it's like, n- n- but what if no? Like he's already <laughs> been mythologized enough. The speed force, it's mystical. It's already there. Yeah. Don't add to it. If if Avatar: The Last Airbender was like, hey, you know those four bendings? There's 13 other kinds of bending. Just it would in Water Tribe it. alone. It would cheapen <laughs> it. Like if it was like, there's also you know uh, uh, light bending and there's also skin bending. Like you would cheapen it. <laughs> I mean, I mean they kind of did that with metal bending. But well, you no, know. but that's an extension yeah, of Earthbound. I'm saying if they I know, created I know what you mean. like I know what you mean. <laughs> 18 other new kinds of bending that weren't connected it would cheapen it that's kind of what's happening here yeah i understand what you mean it's like, eh. <laughs> carpet right, now, bending like. now let's uh let's get to our <laughs> book of the week book of the week so our book of the week this week is uh is powers of x or powers of 10 number six the finale the fin the finish of this. with girl gambit on the cover yeah girl gambit <laughs> or as uh, she's also known moira is, isn't that a girl grambling uh, she really does look like Girl Gambit to me. Yeah, she does. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, we. So we found out some answers, uh, but this definitely did not end on anything but a, huh. Like, that's what it ended yeah. on for me. No, Just, that's oh, fair. Oh, huh. Okay. <laughs> it brought us all the way up to the end, and then it was like, here's a lot of stuff we've already seen. Yeah. I feel like I said to, I think I said to you earlier, it's that. As soon as we realized that Hickman was staying on for four or five years, that's when it was like, we're not going to get an end then. If he was just writing this, yeah. but it's like, oh, so this was just like the prelude. Mm-hmm. But we did find out about her, her sixth life. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we found out about that. Year 1000. Woo woo. Yep. Um, and it was basically what we all were thinking and, uh, and what he had, what we had said several episodes ago about all of this. So, Kudos for us, but also it's kind of sad because we, we, we thought of it. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, part of Hickman is you want to be surprised. Exactly. And she's like, oh, okay, oh, okay. That's, that's right. what we thought. All right. That was Sounds a little too on the nose there, buddy. Thanks. <laughs> uh, it does leave me with, as Hickman will usually do, I have a ton of questions, which, yeah. you know, yeah. serves the purpose since I'll make us want to read the books. I want to know, mm-hmm. there's redacted parts of the of her diaries about Xavier. I got to know those. Oh, mm-hmm. absolutely. And I want to now know what the ramifications are of Sinister starting the mm-hmm. Chimera program 20 some odd years too early. Like, what is that going to mean? Yeah. You know? Absolutely. So curious about that. Yeah. We were talking to, I was talking to Nakia. He's been having trouble with the nature of Moira's power. He's like, no, but this can't take place in that dimension because I'm like, this can take place in 616. They never explicitly said that the Bendis years, the lost decade, Phoenix five, the stuff never happened in this reality. Just said, it's a thing that happened. And then his, his understanding of it was like, oh yeah, but like, so she doesn't have that knowledge until she dies. And I'm like, no, she has to be living all 10 of her life all simultaneously because she can't just when six dies. Now she gets the knowledge. She has, they have to be all being lived simultaneously and she just gets the knowledge as it come, pulls up. I don't know about that. Cause then I she wouldn't know. have any knowledge of that thir- thousand years in the future. If it's happening all simultaneously. No, I think it's happening chronologically, yeah. and she just knows everything that happens in her previous lives. I think every time she lives. dies, she creates an alternate universe. Yes, that's what I'm thinking as well, okay. actually. Because um, it's not like, because if, if she was traveling to an alternate universe, then the universes would be different to start, and her whole thing is she's the thing impacting the universe. Yeah. Exactly. So that, so it, um, and by knowing things already, that's part of what the problem is yes well i'm saying like moira 10 has to have now has all the memories of all her other lives so moira number 10 had to experience all of that simultaneously she has everything now i don't know about even though we saw i'm hung up on simultaneously even though we saw in this story lifetime six end yeah she already had that knowledge before we saw it end 
Yeah, Life 10 had to have Life 6's ending. Yeah. She had, like... Yeah. Life 10 has all of them but all it, at it once. it didn't need to be so, happening at the same time. No, I'm not saying that. I'm saying she oh. herself possesses all of that knowledge right now. Oh, she yeah, experienced yeah, yeah. it oh, yeah. all. Sorry. I'm sorry. The way... I misunderstood. Yeah, and Nakia was taking it more of a... As, as it ended, then she got the knowledge mm-hmm. of each life. And it's like maybe in the previous iterations, but each each recent iteration yeah. experiences them all at the same time. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, she as soon as she wakes up or you know, as soon as she's a baby, she's in her mother's womb, she already knows what's going on. Yeah. She already mm. has that. What does that Isn't mean birth that like for terrible? you? Terrible. They, they they she says it. I know, but like <laughs> but she says it but no, imagining does, it. But like Yeah. <laughs> so And then but, have getting to live those years of your life where you can't talk and you can't like really move. For me it's not even that. Yeah. I don't want to have to continuously live my teen years over and over. Those are awkward uh, years. She also says that as well. <laughs> especially when you know it can be better. Yeah. <laughs> now the one interesting thing that we see here is that she sought out to create Proteus. Yes. Absolutely. They do talk about in her journal how um she used her genetic um, knowledge to find the perfect person so that she could have a crazy powerful mutant son mm-hmm. or child. Yeah. Well, she says um, that she tried she to find it for, for her, her and for yeah. Xavier. So yeah. who she is? She did find it for her. And she Xavier. found a mate for Xavier too that would create the perfect person. Which I mean, when you consider Proteus, I hesitated at the word perfect. <laughs> My question is, what if this Xavier that's in this book is that not actually original Xavier? That's what I was thinking uh. as well. I was thinking that. This, whoever this Xavier is, since they still have skirted around showing his face this know, entire right? time, that it's probably not him. And we know that they can age them up. Yep. They can age them up to whatever they want to. So I mean, this with could Tempest, just be they can whatever. age them up or down. They can do whatever the hell they want with that. Yep. Yeah. That's really cool. And so. what if this, so, yeah. Oh. What if this Xavier that we're seeing is just an avatar for the consciousness of Xavier who is somewhere else? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or something else? Mm-hmm. For all we know, he is in existence in all of the logic crystals, the Shi'ar logic crystals. Like, yeah, yeah. Because as soon as they said, like, I found a mate for him and I, I was like, well, where's Xavier's? And I was like, wait, we haven't seen this fucker's face yet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But uh, yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing where this goes. And uh, which I guess means it did its job. It did. I just really do wish there was something to this. Some wish, kind of cap. I wish yeah. there was some sort of, yeah, some sort of ending, or not even ending, but you know what I mean. Like, like Endgame, as much as that, or not Endgame, um, Infinity War, as much as that was a part one, it still mm-hmm. had an ending yeah. to it. You still were like, this is the end of this movie. Yes. Yeah. And even though I know there's something else in the future, I at least have a, a button mm-hmm. on this. Yes. Whereas this is just like, all right, and uh, okay. <laughs> huh. I, I didn't necessarily <laughs> need it to repeat the Quite pages so from previous books. It's yeah. like, especially because like, We've been reading this so ravenously. It's like, no, I know, I know what happened. Well, it's also a weekly book, so exactly. It's not like we forgot. Yeah, <laughs> I also don't need to see him and Moira's first meeting eighteen times. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> that did get really old. Like, I wouldn't have mind seeing it again. This issue because I think that would have been a nice circle. You know, yes. like you started the the you know the, all this with this and you ended it with this. I would have been fine with that. But you also showed it in between as well in some of the other issues. And it's like, mm-hmm. okay. Exactly. I got gotcha. you. <laughs> I know this is important. I totally get it. The interesting part is in her diary, she talks about how at some point they seem to lose Magneto. Yes. Mm-hmm. So I'm wondering, I'm very curious about that. Yes. I'm, uh, I feel like this diary is baked in plot points for the rest of the X-Men stuff going forward. Well, we know that the data pages are going to be continued through the rest of the book. Yes. Okay. Um, but I mean, those data pages are basically just quotes and yeah. little teeny tiny words. <laughs> they're not, I don't think he's going to do, they're all going to be quite as dense. Robust. As I mean, his Robots. might. Well, oh yeah. His X-Men book and his I would book wager book. the first four issues of New Mutants since he's writing, helping craft mm-hmm. that specific then, book. Okay. Mm-hmm. Fair. And I also will say Nakia was correct because uh, the very first uh, issue of Powers at the very end, you see a human who, are, you know, they actually say is a human or whatever yeah. the, mm-hmm. the the blue dudes do. And uh, we're and so we even said uh, during that ish- or during that episode, we're like, well, Nakia thinks it's Wolverine, but nah, that can't be. And then <laughs> it totally and was. Then it absolutely it was. was. Uh, <laughs> and now we know why. And now we got a better understanding why they were called humans because these blue the Homo Novisa or Noviso, whatever. They're to dead them, now. Those are humans. <laughs> yeah, 
Like a mutant may as well be a human to them. Yeah, yeah they haven't evolved past what they are because they are, a they wouldn't let them, mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, and b I forgot what my second point was. So just a. I have a question. <laughs> yeah. I have a question for you guys. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So in the book, when they give the breakdown of like here's the difference between Homo superior, Homo sapiens, and us. Mm-hmm. You know, Homo sapiens are the next natural evolutionary step of Homo sapiens, which is actually not correct, but whatever. Mm-hmm. That's a whole separate thing. We are a manufactured evolutionary step by combining man and machine. And they talk about how, and we wanted to show that hu- mutants were not the only evolutionary step. So they're like, we created supermen, our own supermen. Mm-hmm. I'm wondering if there's a chance that any current Marvel heroes maybe might be a result of the early experimentation of them. Since they, they seem to have been in the background experimenting since now. In fact, I would, I would wager that they're Okris. Uh, possibly. I mean, also, if if you think about it in that type of way, I mean, hell, even Captain America is one of those. Yeah. He's an experimentation and he's a yeah. kind of an artificial person. So, so. I'm wondering <laughs> if maybe like, like, I wonder if we'll ever find out like this person is actually created through these people's early experimentations. Uh, yeah, I, th- I think we'll get that. And we'll definitely get some of the Mr. Sinister um, yeah. uh, chimeras as well. Um, I think we'll get a little bit of everything. Uh, to be honest with you, I mean that's they definitely that's what this entire thing was about was setting up for the next couple of years. Yeah, I definitely don't think Okris is gone. Yeah, uh, I'm looking forward to the X books. I'm looking forward to almost all of the X books except for one. Mm-hmm. I don't give a shit about Fallen Angels. <laughs> that, was, that was my guess. <laughs> yeah, well, I'll, I'll probably at least read the first couple of each one of them mm-hmm. just to see where they each go and see if I like one or more of them more than the other ones. Yeah, but I'm that's where I'm going to go with that. I'm a sucker. I'll probably read them all until yeah. I hate, them, even if I hate them. Uh, Joe, what did you think about this, Joe? There was a there was a lot of journal pages in this one. Yes, there was. <laughs> uh, I do, however, think a lot of them were very interesting. So I, I appreciated that it was just a journal. This is probably one of the first, one of the only books that I read some of this stuff, and I was like, this is actually pretty cool. I'm okay with how this is written because I feel like I'm reading what was left behind, mm-hmm. you know, like or, or what she's still writing, and I thought it was kind of neat. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't particularly love the kind of open ending that this was or, yeah. or it really was a oh so that's that huh okay <laughs> so yeah. i guess i do have to read some of the other ones of which i'm probably not going to do that much of to be honest yeah i don't care about half of them mm-hmm. you're uh, not really a big expert no, person anyways I, so. I gave I'll it up in the late up 90s i know i'm, I'm kind of excited about it because i feel like there are some things that i, I do want to know why kitty has a broken nose and has a black eye I, I think yeah. that's really interesting, and I like whatever could do that to her is that's interesting to me. Because how the fuck do you touch? You don't touch Kitty. I, I don't know, but I I'll read that. Book. Unless her power gets turned off, or somebody I, sneaks up on I her. I keep thinking, like, how could she get sucker punched? Yeah, can that happen? Not really. See, here's okay. So here's the thing: she shouldn't be able to one screw her powers. She is literally a goddamn ninja. <laughs> Wolverine has trained her within an inch of her goddamn life. And I was like, maybe if you turn her power off, but then that depends on if you're acknowledging how power, Kitty's power works or not. Because technically, her power is to not be phased. Or her power is to stay solid. So mm-hmm. if you turn her power off, she'll be phased. But then some writers don't want to acknowledge that. But mm-hmm. I, you can't really sucker punch Kitty. <laughs> my bigger curiosity is, I was saying this to Jen, mm-hmm. my curiosity, all of the teams, for the most part, are not their traditional team. So like Excalibur doesn't have a single actual member of Excalibur on it. Well, like, yeah, there is a Captain Britain, but it's Betsy. Uh-huh. It's not Brian. Uh, Marauders does not have a character that's ever really been associated with the Marauders. In fact, it has a lot of Excalibur members. Mm-hmm. All the teams seem to be different, except for the most part, New Mutants is a straight-up New Mutants team. Yeah. It is almost a straight-up, this is the New Mutants. And I, and I know that seems like nothing, but in my head, I'm like, I wonder if there's a reason for that. Yeah, like because that is seems to be the most straightforward team, which means I feel like it's going to be the least straightforward <laughs> book. Yeah, could be. And that's the book that Hickman's doing the first. Yeah, that's doing the first four. Although they added goddamn Mondo to it. Oh. <laughs> hey, he could be cool, like you know, gold balls. I will give. I will say this. I will give this to Hickman about this whole arc. The whole arc summary. Uh, this book, these two books, have very much embodied the whole "a rising tide raises all ships." Because in his celebration of X Men, he has tried his he has succeeded, I think, in raising a lot of X Men's stature mm-hmm. as far as importance and what they can do, and even ones that maybe he won't use 
still yeah. pointed out they're all useful. They're mm-hmm. all useful to the nation of X. Yeah, I, th- I think Hickman most certainly went back and and read up on just mutants that nobody has used in forever. Yeah. And I think he truly wanted to figure out how he could use. Why is no one using? Why, is why are they creating them? new yeah. ones? I, I completely get why nobody was using gold balls, but you know I'm going to use them because these are eggs and these are blah 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 blah. And blah, he blah. made not just yeah. gold balls. The entire resurrection machine, with yeah. the exception of Proteus, mm-hmm. and whatever the hell we're going to call Xavier, they're all mutants that were created. At a time, but where writers were trying to define themselves by creating new mutants versus use existing ones, mm-hmm. Bendis used them for a little bit, and then they just dropped off. And he's like, "Well, let's yeah make yeah. them a thing." Oh, absolutely. Yeah, like I think in the Resurrection Machine, that's just a cool name for them. Mm-hmm. I want them to have a book. Yeah, you know, one <laughs> issue where they all die. <laughs> I know that X Men are generally separated from the rest of the Marvel universe. They kind of don't mix in as much as like. You know they don't anymore. They, not so. Yeah. So I would actually really like to see, especially since we issue one, we had that uh, house or house issue one with uh, Sabretooth. No, uh, the oh. little Reed Richards boy, Franklin, Franklin Richards. Franklin. Oh yeah. <laughs> like stuff like that. Just like, and I know, and we talked about how everybody's involved in actually working against the mutants, and we've had mentions to Wakanda. I'd love, I love big picture things. I'd love to see eventually. I mean, they just created a whole freaking country. I feel like yeah. the way and they're he set all this like up, immune to like yeah. the law. There's mm-hmm. no way. Like, I feel I, like the way he set this up was to start because the X Men. I mean, they are in continuity. They just don't mingle a lot because it's usually like, oh, we have our own shit. Yeah, yeah we have our literally our own island. It, it, a lot <laughs> of the time, as soon as you brought an X Men in, though, a good chunk of them could finish the problem. And that's so why it, most like, writers don't use. It's why that, you don't yeah. have Spider Man. And in I get that. That's why you don't have the FF in everywhere. Why I don't have Franklin in almost and anything. You don't put Franklin. It, that's why the FF <laughs> just have stay off world most of the time because exactly. Franklin could You've literally got certain blink heroes and it's that done. you can't yeah. write intermingled. Yeah. Or when you do bring in Spider Man, it's got to be. Uh, a big enough threat that he can't solve it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, you have to do something stupid like, oh, the thing's going to beat Namor in the ocean. In the ocean. Or, so oh, hey, uh, Iron Man's going to beat, you know, Emma Frost somehow because of or, nanites or and Magneto blah, 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 blatter. Or yeah. Captain America is going to somehow out agility Gambit. Yeah. Which yeah. Captain America's agile. He ain't that agile. Better yet, Captain America is going to hit Gambit with his own kinetically charged blast, even though Gambit is supposed to be immune to. His power. In case you guys haven't read it, we're talking about Avengers versus X-Men. It was terrible. <laughs> and that's the problem with the X-Men, though. The X-Men, I think we've said it a few times, actually referring to AVX, yeah. the reason why they don't always get to commingle is even like the D-list mm-hmm. X-Men can usually end a conflict Oh yeah, pretty fucking quick. Yeah. Just because of what... Actually, the D-list maybe even more than the A-list because the D-list ones tend to get really oddly specific, unique powers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Armor. <laughs> uh, a resurrection machine. Uh, but, so, uh, yeah, yeah, you don't usually get to mingle them because they, yeah. they sometimes become a deus ex machina. Mm-hmm. But I have a feeling he wrote this to be like, this is going to impact everything. At some I'm, I'm still surprised that Franklin or the FF didn't come back during this entire yeah. thing. But knowing that this is going to be going on for years, mm-hmm. I'm sure they will. Uh, so, so, yeah, well, that was our book. Uh, and enjoy the read if you if you have read it or if you have not read it. Uh, I guess wait for the trade because you're not going to be able to get them. And don't forget, <laughs> don't forget that this week on Wednesday, when you're listening to this, will be the official start of the Dawn of X. So mm-hmm. the books are going to start rolling out. Exactly. So, yeah. Uh, enjoy the read. And uh, let's get on to some uh, some news. <laughs> this is the one that we do because I was cooler. <laughs> so uh, <laughs> since we were just... You hear that, Troy? <laughs> since we were just talking about uh, powers, of, uh, powers of 10 and powers of X and all that other jazz, uh, I figured we start off with the uh, the X-Men theme song lawsuits. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. Uh, so basically... Wow, there was something. There was a show uh, in uh, in Hungary uh, that was in 1983 uh, called Linda the Policewoman, and so this is a uh, a show that was actually very popular in Hungary. Uh, it ran for seven seasons. It wow. actually uh, uh, kind of westernized, um, uh, like like karate and martial arts to like Europe. It like it was one of the shows that brought it over to Europe because no Linda the Policewoman was. Uh, a kung fu fighting badass okay and so as you do as yeah. you do yeah, yeah. and uh her theme song uh, when i first heard about this and i was like nah there's no way uh i listened to it 
and oh there's a way it's uh it's pretty bad like how very similar the two are oh no it's kind of like it's not ex- it's not as bad as vanilla ice adding the extra <laughs> adding the extra dun dun it's not that bad but it's almost as bad <laughs> well and apparently the guys who worked on the show did actually know well it, it's not that they knew it's just that uh, the reason why the lawsuit is being brought up now is because the creator of that entire thing uh, only found out about it in 2017 because he came to America. Yeah. And then somebody was, was playing the, the theme song and he was like, well, what the hell? And uh, <laughs> But the reason why it's plausible that they stole it from them is because animators uh, uh, of the show, of the X-Men show, did also know of the Hungary yeah. scene. So they probably were exposed to Linda the Police Woman because it did run for seven seasons. It ran until oh, 1990, wow. you know. <laughs> so, yeah. I mean, it's very plausible that that's what happened, especially uh, somebody uh, actually superimposed the Linda the Police Woman's uh, theme song over the X-Men opening. Uh, and it's it still fits. It's it's pretty bad. So if listen to it. Look up Linda the Police Woman. <laughs> Uh, and it is eerily similar. I, I, I initially thought like, nah, no way. This is just going to get yeah. thrown out. Oh, God, no. One of the <laughs> articles I read uh, said that in the claim, the person who says that one of like the producers of production knew one of the production on the Hungary show as well. Like, see, they mm-hmm. knew. It's like, well, that's different. Maybe not. But like, yeah, I listened to it too. And I had the same skeptical that you have. I'm like, bullshit. Mm-hmm. Oh. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Wow. There's a case there. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah. We'll see where that goes. Uh, I, I initially was like, why the hell did it just now get brought up? And then I realized, oh, the guy just also found out about it because he's been in Hungary this entire damn time. <laughs> Especially because it's been in the news a lot lately because of like yeah. the Disney Plus stuff and all that kind of stuff. So it's like extra in the news. Yep. Mm-hmm. And then uh, speaking of Disney Plus, uh, Disney Plus spent three hours tweeting out all of the movie and TV shows. On, on Twitter, obviously, because they mm-hmm. tweeted it out. And, uh, <laughs> they tweeted it out on the gram. On the gram. Uh, <laughs> but they, they tweeted out all of their shows in chronological order that they released. I was curious about what's the order. And so I was like, wow, that's A, very specific, and then B, that's a, a crap ton of movies, especially because one website I actually saw listed out. Yeah. And like mm-hmm. it, that list is forever long i was telling joe i'm like oh they just listed all the stuff that'll be available on disney plus when it launches and i was gonna then say to joe and here's the list but instead i'm like scroll scroll yeah he turned to me at one point he goes i could never even tell you anything that's on this list i'm still scrolling through the list and i was like (laughs) yeah parent trap scroll (laughs) (laughs) the uh the thing that stood out to me was um was uh heavyweights yeah on there Okay. And have you ever seen Heavyweights? No. Jen? What do you think it's about? Nope. What do you think it's about? Uh, fighting, boxing, heavyweight champions? No. You're, you know, you're, I would say you're close, but you are not. You are not anywhere really? close. Heavyweights is about a uh, a a suburb camp for fat kids. It's a fat camp. <laughs> um, and so and they're heavyweight. Because they're heavyweights. And uh, oh, no. so the one kid is kind of like dreading going there. Mm-hmm. And so, but he kind of like, like packs a little like you know like a little like oh i'm gonna sneak in some little treats into it so he arrives at the fat camp but like all the kids have been going there for years so they know how to sneak everything in and like there's like a candy black market yeah (laughs) but like like the counselors kind of know about it but they don't really do anything about it because it's like well you know it's still a summer camp you know kids are gonna have fun yeah uh but then ben stiller he's in this his character uh buys the uh, buys a summer camp because he's going to make it into his new infomercial because he's a fitness guy. Uh-huh. So he, they end up like cracking down on it. No. And, and he's a psychopath. And he's a psychopath. He's the first of the Ben Stiller like, I'm a psychopath roles. Yeah. Oh, wow. And so, yeah, so that, that kind of happens. But that movie is, I, I, it's not great. I mean, it's, it's I fun. I love Heavyweights. Heavyweights is a great movie, but it's not a great movie. <laughs> okay. They also announced that, um, Gargoyles, not Pirates of Blackwater or Dark, whatever it's called. Gargoyles will be available. X-Men, Spider-Man, Fantastic Four cartoons will be available. Hey, Pirates is only uh, not that far away because it was a Fox property. True. Well, so interestingly (laughs) enough, there were a couple of the Fox properties intermingled in the list because they were starting to hit. Which Fantastic Four? Was it the newest of them them, or the Marvel Action Hour or the season two of the Marvel Action Hour? Because all three were owned by different companies. Not anymore. Sweet. 
Yeah. It's just <laughs> like heavyweights. Two. I didn't think that was a Disney property, but I, it wasn't. But I guess it's somehow I've, included in Disney Plus. I've now. never heard of it before. And, oh my uh, god! You oh, you should watch. You it. have you actually. Added ben Stiller, yeah, I know. I'm out. I will guarantee I you've actually seen. There's an entire American Dad episode that spoofs it that I know you oh, have seen. And you're right. I yeah, probably have. Yeah. Seen. <laughs> it did sound very. You familiar. have seen that episode of that show. Yeah. So, there was some good stuff. That, I mean, I obviously couldn't read it all because it was just so goddamn much. But I think, as Joe said, they are definitely not going to have the Apple TV problem. There is a shit ton of day one content. Yep. And at the very last thing on the list, Mandalorian. Mandalorian. But it also had Lady and the Tramp. It also mm-hmm. had some of the other stuff that was new. But the very last thing, like you said, was the Mandalorian. I'm so. waiting for somebody to be a, a real trooper and uh, put the list in alphabetical order so I can find things. Oh, on yeah. It. Oh. <laughs> Well, just copy it and put it into an Excel file on yeah, yeah. ABC. Yeah. I also think that... Yeah. Uh, Technology. I still think I that, that High School the Musical, or uh, High, High School musical, musical, the Musical, the Series, oh. is the actual name of, of the that. stupid show. <laughs> and then it also ends with season one, so it's so stupid. <laughs> I didn't see if... You know what? I found the parent trap, but I didn't see if either sequel or the remake are on there. I'm sure they are. I'm sure they're all on the there. The second one wasn't great. Thing is, I didn't love it as much. I didn't either. With the adult Miss Bliss. Yeah, I was oh, not yeah, about yeah. that. Haley I mean, the Mo- adult, the adult Haley. Haley Mills. Yeah, yeah the it was one weird. sister. I work out and party and do aerobics. Yeah. I'm a mom. Okay. So, <laughs> yeah, it was, it was, it was mom's We're talk. not going to have fun. twins in yeah. this one. Then why? why so how is it? this not just the sequel to The Problem Child? Yeah. Yep. <laughs> so uh, let's move on from some, you know, Marvel and Disney news. Uh, let's move on to the Crisis on Infinite Earth super crossover Please. that they're going to be doing on CW. Uh, which oh, every single little piece of news that comes out of this is just like... This is just completely fan service, the oh, crossover. Which is Absolutely. awesome. Which I am perfectly fine with. But... Uh, one of the things that has somewhat came out, uh, which is a possibility, this is a you know a secondary account, is that uh, Lucifer Morningstar from the store from the from the show Lucifer uh, is actually going to be in the crossover, probably in just like one stupid little yeah. stupid silly scene. But yeah. I think it'd be fin- like awesome, yeah, you know, like, to see actual <laughs> Lucifer in there because he's awesome. Yeah, <laughs> another uh, rumor again. This is from a third-hand account or second-hand account. Is that the Titans will, even though it's been previously said, won't will actually be making a little cameo, mm-hmm. probably in the same way. Yeah, apparently the the rumor is that there there'll be a shot of Titans Tower. You'll see all the Titans in there, looking off. Something will happen in the sky. They'll notice it, and then it'll just cut to the next scene. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it'd be cool if whatever it is, it's dimensional, obviously. You know, crisis yeah. on oh, yeah. or whatever it is. It, it would be cool to just see different characters in different dimensions all noticing this. That's well, cool. you know, well, and it sounds like they're going to be doing. But you know, what's also interesting is in the Arrowverse, they've also established that different people are different people in the different universes. So, like in the Arrowverse, Diggle is Diggle, but there's another universe where he's his actual name is John Stewart, and he's the Green Lantern. Yep. So it's interesting that they're doing that both ways. It's not just Brian's Brian through every dimension. It's like Brian could be Tom. Yeah. You know, which is weird to me, but cool. But yeah, it just, I will say, they've also put out a set photo of a lot of them on set. Yeah. Just confirms to me Tom Welling is not putting that costume on. I I, oh. I, th- I think, I don't want to see a photo of, of Tom Welling in the Superman suit. I just want to see it for the it. first time actually in the episode. They also revealed that the season 11 comic book, the Smallville comic book, uh-huh. as far as the crisis on Infinite Earth is concerned, is continuity. All right. So they're going to acknowledge Ooh. what happens in the season 11 comic book. Oh, that's cool. That's very okay. cool. And then also, uh, they, I think CW or one of the Arrowverse, whatever the hell it is, actually released a photo of a newspaper that's going to be used. And it is of, uh, it says, um, Wayne, Wayne Tech CEO Bruce Wayne to marry socialite Selena Kyle. And it has a picture of, uh, of uh, Michael Keaton, his Batman from, 19, from 1989. <laughs> on, yeah, on like it's not him now. I would love it though if they show that paper and you just see a shadow of a cat woman on it, like in the, like the end scene of that movie. Mm-hmm. Or just secretly bring Michelle Pfeiffer in for like one cameo. <laughs> just bring everyone. Just one in. cameo bring everyone for in. Michelle Pfeiffer. The Pfeiffer. 
Yeah. I heard, oh, didn't Huntress have her own show? Oh, they're my bringing God. Her in too? They're bringing Huntress in, and apparently she kept the costume. <laughs> so <laughs> she is going to wear her, which is a horrible. You know what? It's a better costume than the Huntress in the movie has right now. Fair enough. Ouch. But it's a horrible costume, and apparently she kept it. So she's bringing, not only is she in it, she's like, I got the stuff in a trunk. Like, <laughs> <laughs> good for her. Yeah. Good for her. Good but for yeah, her. But yeah, she will be in that Huntress show. I love it, but it's fucking I mean, terrible. bringing everybody in. I mean, this is your chance. This is yeah, your chance. This is your thing. Like, Especially, Ar- yeah, Arrow's going out with this. After Arrow, so. <laughs> who knows? But I personally feel after Arrow's off the air, I do think the Arrowverse is going to die. I think within a mm. season or two, all those shows will finish up. I don't know about a season or two. I think it will continue because it seems like all these shows have their own lifeblood to them. Like, hell, um, uh, what is it? Uh, the time-traveling one. That one. Uh, oh, Legends Legend of Tomorrow. Legend, yeah, yeah, Legends of Tomorrow. That one has its own, like, everything watch. to it. Well, I mean, more so because it's diminishing quality. Among, like, The Flash is almost unwatchable now. But people still watch it. That's, yeah. <laughs> like, Supergirl is still going on. But I think, like, Legends of Tomorrow specifically is one of those shows that people, some people just watch Legends of Tomorrow. It's because a great it's, show. It's, it's it is so, so out there. It's the only good one so still. So good. Yeah, so... Like I think because of that, I think these shows will will be fine mm-hmm. without the Arrow because well because they will also yeah. I think they'll still have crossover episodes. I don't think it'll be anywhere near as big as this, but I, they I think they'll still have crossovers. I could oh. see them not. The thing is, I'm not sure if it will be because of Green Arrow or just because some of these shows have been getting really bad. Yes, I mean with or without Arrow, they've kind of been in a decline. I would say with the exception of Heroes of Tomorrow or not Heroes of Tomorrow, Legends yeah. of Legend Tomorrow. Tomorrow. Yeah. Um, uh, but although even then, like um, Ray Palmer's actor is talking about leaving, and so yeah, is so is um, Damien Cl- Dark's daughter, and so is um, uh, Katie Lotes. She's talking about leaving uh, White Canary. Oh well, if you lose White Canary, I think we can all go home because <laughs> she's literally the heart <laughs> of the she's team. She's the heart of the team. Yeah. Um. I and I don't. I don't mean because Arrow's going away. I just think that it's the first it's domino to fall. It just, it's, and so yeah. I feel like. And I feel like there's. If I'm feeling that, they've got to at least think it. So why not do I Crisis? Actually, yeah. Do yeah. it. Do it. Do it big. If have, they do a next crossover after this, I hope they actually, I think it'd be cool, do Identity Crisis and have it be in everyone's entire season, them trying to figure out this different mystery from different angles mm-hmm. and then come together. <laughs> oh, I don't trust them to do that very well, but no. it would be great. <laughs> oh, and then if they actually do the Ray Palmer stuff as well. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> so uh, This is also going to introduce the new Adam. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Which, oh, yeah. I think is just helping Brendan Ruth go want to go away even more. <laughs> hey, yeah. he gets to be uh, Superman in this again, so good for him. Yeah, Dad bod <laughs> Superman. Hey, it looks great. No, it does. It looks. He, he you looks, know what? It looks, looks way really better good. in that set photo than the official photo he released. Correct. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's like, oh, okay, this looks so much better. Yeah. But yeah, if Katie, I agree with you. Katie Lotes leaves. If she leaves, I mean, I'm, I have her, no if, reason if, to watch the but show. Especially if it's her and Ray, because yeah. they really are the two characters that have like they've been there the whole time, and they're mm-hmm. like the really big heart of it. I mean, they've it's had not the, Rory. They've they're had not the Rory, biggest um, character Nick. arcs. Yeah, they've had the, some of the biggest character arcs. Like I would yeah. just be like, bye. Yeah. And then uh, moving on, we also have some other uh, photos from the Suicide Squad. Suicide movie. Squad. We got some photos. People. So we got photos of. Uh, <laughs> I will explain it. <laughs> Sorry. Basically, the the theory, the, not theory, the rumor going around is that the only reason we even have these photos that DC's not, or Warner Brothers is not being very secretive is because this is the team that dies within, like, 10 minutes. Um, so this in is, the photos, we see, like, Jai Courtney and a couple mm-hmm. people like that, but we also get to see uh, Nathan Fillion, who's playing Arm Fall Off Boy, although I hear in the movie he's playing, his name will be called The Detachable Kid. Okay. I hope it's Arm Fall Off Boy, because it's just the best. And he looks yeah. great in his costume. Mm-hmm. Um, we've got... Pete Davidson, being Pete Davidson, who whatever probably. he's playing, I mean, he apparently he's playing Blackguard. Uh-huh. I don't know about that because he has a bunch of guns all over him, and Blackguard doesn't tradition. Whatever. Yeah. Um, we've got um, Flula Borg is playing Javelin, okay. which okay, cool. Yeah. Sean Gunn's in a mocap suit. He's playing Weasel. It looks like Mei Ling is there as Mongal, who's Mongol's daughter. Mm-hmm. Uh, she looks. Kind of fucking cool. <laughs> um, and then um, the rumor is that Michael Rooker, he's not in the photos, that he's playing Savant, though, which is a real interesting character because he's too big of a character to be in a Suicide Squad movie. So they either need to kill him or he's going to be something. Like, he's if he is that character, he's there for a different reason. Gotcha. Okay. But those are the people we got to see except for uh, Rooker. But it looks fucking ridiculous. 
ridiculous in yeah. a good way. In yeah, a good yeah, way. Yeah. I loved how bright the colors were, and it wasn't like it wasn't like the other bright colors in Suicide Squad. <laughs> I, I, well, I love Flu Laborg in anything. I'm happy he's in this. He was great in Pitch Perfect. He's the only good part of Pitch Perfect too. Yeah, uh, he's the German guy who sings with the other. He's oh, he is, yeah. is that the guy sound who machine. sings the sound machine? And that's actually <laughs> and that's actually him in real life too. Yeah, like he talks like that. You gotta watch his interviews. He's ridiculous. He's because he's also a DJ. He's also like yeah, but he is actually. If you get a chance, Google Flu Laborg interviews. They're all they're all. Great. He's never not a treat, yeah. and he also dresses kind of like how he dressed in Pitch Perfect too. Oh, yeah. Like he he dresses like a 1990s German club promoter, and he's that eccentric too. Like it's awesome. That's so uh, cool. So him playing Javelin with that long blonde wig is just <laughs> it's great. Perfect. Yeah. So uh, all right, cool. Well, oh, uh, wait, we do have one more piece of DC news. What's that? We got our casting announcement today of Catwoman. Oh, that's right, we did. Oh, and that is uh, Zoe Kravitz. Zoe nice. Kravitz. I am. I'm down. I have a hundred percent time in. for that. I'm mm-hmm. here for that. A thousand yeah. percent. The only way it could have been better for me is if it was Janelle Monae. Yeah, I was Fair so enough. hoping, but I'm yeah. okay with this still. But I'm still okay with this. You still have time to catch Janelle Monae as Poison Ivy. Oh yeah. Oh. <laughs> but Zoe Kravitz, I. I'm so happy. She's so fucking pretty. She's such a good actress. Mm-hmm. Uh. And I feel like, based off what we've seen her in the past, she's always down for it. You know, like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. She's not going to come in and be like, oh well, I'm. She's down for it. And you and yeah. I were saying earlier, you know, I'm excited about this. I'm also excited about Robert Pattinson. I I like that Robert Pattinson yeah. is playing Batman. I think it's going to be interesting. Yeah, I, I, I can't say I like it. I just don't have an opinion. Well, until I'm excited I see to see what it will be. See, like I, I, that's fair. A lot of it goes back to the whole Heath Ledger thing, and that was mm. when I was well, like much younger, and and like had lots of people who were like, "Oh, don't you hate it?" Like, no, I don't care until I actually see, see it. it. Yeah, like even when I see set photos of things, like it took me a lot to complain about that F, the Fan Four Stick movie mm-hmm. because those pictures were that bad. Yeah, but <laughs> turns most of out the, time the movie I see was pictures, the same. I don't. Yeah, it was. God, it was so awful. But but ultimately, I feel like Pattinson, Pat, Pattinson, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. He, who cares? We haven't seen a picture. We don't know what any of this looks like. We don't even know what story they're doing. It's it's not even worth bitching about because he might not even be Batman by the time this gets off the ground. I don't uh, care. Yeah, I, I think I he'll that, make the yeah. distance. I think that. I, I, I yeah. hope that he does, and I hope that the movie um, The Lighthouse changes some people's perspective of him. Yeah, because that looks like insane, oh, insane, it insane. Does. Like, I'm excited for that. <laughs> my, like I said, I'm not excited I, for the director, but I'm excited for it. Yeah, like yeah. It really earlier, I said my only problem with Pattinson being cast as Batman, this new one, is people's problem with that. Yeah. Give him a chance. Yeah, yeah. 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 What, so, if he's, what if he's awesome? Yeah. So hopefully this will help out that movie. Yeah. As far as oh, okay, well maybe if they got this, you know, maybe everything else mm-hmm. will be will fall into line. What if him well? and Zoe Kravitz have like excellent chemistry? I do still think it's a mistake to put Catwoman in this movie. I feel like stay away from anybody for the first one that's been in the other movies yet. Yeah. But it is what it is. Yeah. Agreed. I still but, uh, want Clayface. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, that's all I want is Clayface. Maybe she'll be Clayface. So great. <laughs> It'd be a great idea and no one has put him in a movie. It would be all, it would he, be I agree with you. I think he'd be That's oh, yeah. my pick. A Agreed. really good pick. <laughs> Agreed. So uh, that'll do it for our news this week. <laughs> and now uh, let's get into our a little bit of our discussion segment. Uh, there was no real movie that we saw this week, even though, uh, what was it? Yemenai uh, Man. Yeah, Yemenai Man came out this weekend, but none of us saw it. So <laughs> <laughs> Apparently no one did. I was about to say, it sounds like not that many people saw it either. Uh, but what we're going to talk about this week is uh, Marvel's going to be putting out a Infinity box set, which is all of the phases, all of the movies that have come out so far. Uh, it's going to be in a giant box. Uh, however, there's going to be no like prop that goes with it, but there will be like a thing signed by everybody in it. And yeah, there's one disc, one of, disc of bonus features that's not going to have any, you know, that's never been released mm. before, but will be released probably immediately after <laughs> it comes out onto the internet. Yeah, it'll be online. So. But they are wanting to charge. How much was it? Like five hundred and something. It's like, like that. it's like five hundred and fifty dollars. Yeah, yeah, it was five fifty. I think. Yeah, something crazy. <sighs> I feel like that is an awesome deal if you're one of the few human beings on the earth that uh. doesn't own a single one of those movies. In actuality, it's not really an awesome deal because I think that made it like twenty two dollars or something. Yeah, like twenty three dollars Twenty one dollars, something like that. Which, in reality, uh, almost every one of those you could get the steel book from Best Buy for less than that. Yep. Almost every one of those you could get from Walmart for less than that. If you bought them on Amazon, half the time they were like half off. Yep. 
Yeah. And like so and they're all going to be on the streaming Disney service. Plus. Right. Disney yep. Plus. In November, they will all be there. I like I said, I feel like I say I feel like it's cool to have if you don't own a single one of them cuz now you have a cool box set and that's the novelty, but who the fuck is going to who who that they're aiming this at doesn't own a good chunk of those movies already. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, my whole thing is it's not only is they're not going to be the same kind of market for it as there is like but the design of it is really ugly. It is. It's a dumb it is, box. It is a. It is literally just all the movies in a box, and then the spines all make a semi decent picture. Could, and yeah. it's really unfortunate because the artist who's done the art for the covers yep. of the other box sets, they're really gorgeous. Yes, mm-hmm. I really, really love his art. And so for you to actually now none of the the DVD the can box or the freaking covers mm-hmm. individual covers they're just blank. So it's like one piece of art and a lithograph and some signatures. And I just feel like you it's not. You couldn't have packed this into a gauntlet, like a cool gauntlet prop I mean, honestly, that you could display. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like I, I, I have that, the the other one. The, that's the problem. The, I'm using it in my Tesseract phase one. one. Yeah, I, I have the briefcase one ones. I, I think they're really cool. And I already owned most of the movies in them. But you not, have a cool I, display I, piece yeah. that you can display. It's, you had cool original artwork just to the Tesseract one that was there. And at the point that those two had come out, it really was like just rebuying those movies. I just liked the box that it came in, and it was a cool... It really was just, hey, yeah. leave it on a shelf. It's kind of neat. The Tesseract thing glows. It's pretty cool. This, on the other hand, I saw this, and I'm like, I don't even understand why I would want this. The picture on the side of the boxes isn't even good. Yeah. And I think part of the thing they forgot is that nerds love kitschy shit. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We but- want it to be in a crazy box or with like something that lights up or mm-hmm. something like that, especially if you're going to make us rebuy... Everything. Everything. Yeah. You know, have it be in the gauntlet or do a thing where, like, make it extra collectible. Release three versions of it. One's in the Iron Man head or Mjolnir or the shield. Oh, which one did you buy? I bought the shield one. Yeah. I bought something like that. Yes. Also, one DVD of extended, like, features. Yeah. For for, for 23, 23 movies or whatever movies? it is. A decade of movies. And even though it's like, oh, it's the unreleased stuff. No. There's uh, got to be at least more than one disc. Don't get me wrong. I know it's a Blu-ray, whatever. But it's, yeah, it's the one, part of the thing is like it, the one it's Blu-ray and it's 4K. Uh-huh. So a lot of that stuff isn't in 4K quite yet, I believe. Or yeah, a lot shifting of it. Over. Yeah. But you know, since if, I feel like if you're buying this box set, you also are going to have Disney Plus, and you're going to have access to all of Disney Plus, which is in 4K. Which is in 4K exactly. And so it, it's it's really something. Yeah. To, so you can put it on your shelf, and you can go point at your friends, and they'll they'll be like, "You're an idiot for spending cool. hundred fifty dollars." Yeah. Cool that's story. Like, that's rent. It's like mm-hmm. car payments and like yes. real life I, shit. A lot of things. <laughs> I, I bought three years of Disney Plus for $150. That's what I just say. We mm-hmm. spent less like. on Disney Plus than we did, you would on, theoretically on that box set. Yeah. and uh, I just think it's funny. In our podcast before, when the first was talking about it, we were like, it's going to be a buck fifty. Yeah. <laughs> it's $550. And, and, and if it came with it a is. prop or something to display it with, yeah. I could even see six, seven, 600 bucks or something like yeah. that. Because mm-hmm. We've got statues some, that cost that much. Yeah, I was yeah. about to say, because like, we have a stupid wearable Infinity Gauntlet that's made of pure plastic, and that thing's still like 100 150 bucks. Mm-hmm. I think it was 100 bucks. yeah. Yeah, but people bought the hell out of that because it's a stupid prop. <laughs> <laughs> and it seems like such a slam dunk, too. Like, put it in a gauntlet, or like I said, make three versions of it, or something make a make a miniature diet like of avengers tower that they all fit in mm-hmm. or yeah. like the, something there's got to be something yeah you couldn't just like honestly <sighs> you could have dressed up a cardboard box and made it seem like it was something being shipped to the freaking avengers and it would have yeah. been cooler oh it's yeah. the tesseract <laughs> you know like you know i mean i just they tried to make it presentable yes that's really what it is. I mean, because there's no front cover on the box. The box tilts so that, like, it's on display. Mm-hmm. And it's everybody's signature on a dark piece of paper on a silver marker. And it's like, okay, yeah, yeah. but that's not what I'm here for. Mm-hmm. And, and and I do get, like, some conventions, they charge a lot of money to get all those signatures. Yes, I get but, that. However, part of that is you also meeting that person. Yeah. You're not just handing it off. I mean, most of them, you're not just handing it off to somebody and they're, some, you know, they're signing them in a dark room you're and handing it back to you. Yeah, you're, you're actually able to meet them, there's shake their hand. Yeah, there's an experience. 
This, there's, it's just a piece of paper. I was literally about to yeah, say sorry. for $500 or $550, you could go to one of the large conventions there is, get your ticket into the convention and get your pay for that picture, pay for that signature of the character you want to meet the most. Mm-hmm. For $500, I want it blind box packed with one of the guy's underwear. You don't know which one you're going to get till you open it. <laughs> <laughs> Give me a pair of underwear. I'll take almost any of them. <laughs> Almost. Almost. Fair. That's fair. I don't uh, want runner's underwear, but I, I do. <laughs> but if I might get one of the Chris's or a Rudd, oh. <laughs> Lord. Uh, I don't know. You, you could end up with uh, with Hulk's underwear. You know, maybe they're like it's it's just giant uh, underwear with like hearts on it. I'll take that. Yeah. <laughs> I'll take it. But it's the people. It's not. It's not. Uh, it's not the actor's underwear. It's the actual. Oh, the, no, no, no. I want the. I want no, no, underwear. No. Chris Evans wore. No, no. no. I, it's it's going to be what they wore, but it's going to be like this is what Hawkeye would wear. This no. is what. <laughs> this is what Thor would wear. There's no underwear. They could have done the helmet from the beginning when he's talking to Pepper. Like there's so many. Yeah, options. no. There's a yeah. bunch of op- oh. or bunch options. What you do is if you do that box set, you. You release the thing that Pepper put into the water with the um, arc reactor in the middle of it, and it opens up to all the discs. You release that thing she floated in the water. That's true. That's your box set. Yeah, mm-hmm. and then it's a, it's your end of the it's your Iron end Man of everything. And it's it, your end of the whole that's thing. Actually, that's the best. Yeah, that's the proof. Uh, Tony Tony Stark has, has a heart. Has yeah. a heart. Her, she puts it in that wreath that floats out at the end. There, yeah. that's your. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, put it in the coffin. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I just I mean I in all honesty the fact that they stripped the art off the like the individual yeah. mm-hmm. really kind of got to me yeah you know, and I they, get it's for the spine but even like it just yeah I know they look it's really, whatever it, they become really boring yeah I agree like it, when I'm I don't want to display that I don't yeah. I, th- th- that that thing People aren't going to walk into your house and go, oh, look what I got over here. It's not even going to catch your eye. It's not going to catch your eye. You know what it's going to end up being? It's going to be that thing that you put on display somewhere, and then through no fault of anyone's, it becomes the thing people just set shit on top of when they walk in. Yeah. It Uh becomes the catch-all item because no one realizes it's a display piece. It's the dusty corner of your room because you're not going to pull out the DVDs because it's online. (laughs) It's online, guys. In 4K. (laughs) Ah. All right. Excuse me. No, you're fine. And you're I don't fine. believe I don't believe anybody so who would be willing to buy this didn't also already buy Disney. That person who bought Disney Plus is the same person they're marketing yeah. this towards. Yeah. It is. It is. It's also the same person who probably bought the box at one and two. Mm-hmm. And the person who owns all the other and ones all the other anyways. Ones. Yes. Yeah. The steel books probably. They uh, won't get me. No. Nope. No, but but that's but you're who they're trying to market it towards. And yeah, that's, that's the what problem. It is. That's the problem. So all right, well, We'll see if it actually sells or not, or if it's going to be, you know, six months, will. years, you know, six months to a year down the road. They're all discounted, so like <laughs> half off. Uh, half all off. FYE. <laughs> they all got snapped. <laughs> the snapped edition. Yeah, snapped edition. They're all 50% off. It'd be so great if they send you a box. You, you buy it. They send you a box beforehand that just has dust in it. <laughs> it's part of the experience. Uh. Yeah, but hey, if that's too much money for you, you can always pay it off in installments. It's a Best Buy exclusive. Oh, oh yeah, it is a, yeah, it is a Best Buy exclusive. Yep. Instead of being an Amazon exclusive, they moved it to Best Buy. Yep. Because I think uh, Amazon also saw the writing on the wall. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I think Amazon's like, no, thank you. Yep. So, uh, oh. all right. Well, good topic, guys. That was, I mean, good, dumb topic. Uh, <laughs> nice conversation. <laughs> good conversation. Let's go with that. Yeah. Uh, and then, unfortunately, that brings us to the end of our episode. And uh, so, you know, as always, we record live upstairs inside Tate's Comics, powered by our friends or 2000 Brigade. Whoop, whoop, They're whoop. pretty great. And uh, you can find us online, right, Anthony? Tater Talk 93 on the gram. On the gram. That's right. And then we also have our sister podcast talking about video games, which Woo. is Taste of Dragons. Yeah. Anthony, uh, you and Carlos were on this yes, week. Yes, we were. We were we were talking Destiny. Talking Destiny, yeah. It was a, a straight Destiny episode. The, the, abusive, <laughs> the abusive spouse of a video game. Yeah, yeah. It is. <laughs> Makes you feel like shit, pisses you off, but you can't you can't quit it. Yep. Every single time somebody asks you about it, it's like, I just fell down some stairs. It's fine. And <laughs> you, should, you should come over. Yeah. <laughs> you should come over and, and also fall down these stairs with me <laughs> uh yeah so as always my name is brian well, i'm anthony bringing it back oh god i'm jen and i'm joe have a great week everyone toodaloo so long powers of 10 ish <laughs>